0: The following production is part of the Weeby Geeks Podcast
1: Collective. Radio. This podcast is part of the Red 5 Network. For more Red 5 Network podcasts, visit red5network.com.
0: Microphones and headphones provided by Cad Audio. Cad Audio, expression through innovation. Produced with podcasting gear from Tascam. Trust your audio to Tascam. Sound thinking.
2: Forgive the interruption, but I believe this requires your attention.
0: Meanwhile, at the above ground underwater suborbital volcano lair. Sergeant, we need a response team. We're already putting together the best men. With all due respect, sir, so am I.
2: I have a plan. <laughs> <laughs> it's,
0: a <first> plan. <laughs> it's real! Mighty Marvel Geeks. That's what we call ourselves. Sort
1: of like a team. Team? No, no, no. We're a chemical mixture that makes chaos. We're.
0: We're a time now. Well then, son, you've got a condition. Your show about all things Marvel with Mike, Kylan, and Eric.
2: What a bunch
0: of losers. I am Groot. That I did know.
2: These people may be isolated, unbalanced even, but I believe with the right push, you can be exactly what you need. suit up. I'm bringing the party to you.
1: I have indeed been uploaded, gentlemen, online and ready.
2: And welcome to another issue of Mighty Marvel Geeks. It is the intrepid trio. I, I can't think of the guys from Pet Boys, so never mind.
1: Eric, <laughs> Kyle, and
2: myself, Mike.
0: How's it going? <laughs> How did we get from Pep Boys to the above-ground underwater suborbital volcano lair? I don't know. Did we need tires? I, I am. Oh, well, I mean.
2: Who kn- well, with the way Kylan lands the helibus.
3: Oh, well, you know.
2: Pop one tire. Uh, pop one tire. Bolt spot another.
3: Yeah, <laughs> but, you <laughs> know, I'm working on those uh, refillable. I'm, wor- I'm working on the, the ones that, like, automatically refill. You know, trying to see if maybe that will, you know, kind of... St- Take care of the other problem. I don't know. We'll see. Should we just put on there uh, rubber
2: raft inner tubes? That way, when you come in for the landing, we just bounce.
3: Well, either that we could (laughs) go with like solid tire, like solid rubber all the way through. That way, you don't have to worry about anything deflating. But the ride won't be very smooth. I'm just saying.
2: Then we'll get flat spots on the tires. They'll no longer be round. They'll be.
0: (laughs) <laughs> you, you, you would have the flying equivalent of those buggies at Walmart <laughs> oh my gosh
3: that would not be fun no that one hurt no <laughs> I guess I have to go practice landings. look you're not as bad as launchpad
0: McQuack and that is saying something that's that, a positive. That's, uh, I will take that I, I will it, take that you know? Island,
2: at, at least you're not getting memes made that says i autopsy professionals night or professionals meeting open mic night
0: Friday. <laughs> I'm sorry, dude. Was I funny. just saw that just start busting out laughing. Said, I that, got that was you. funny.
2: Oh, that's all right. I come find out what Peter Parker's uh, day job is. Oh no. oh, no. He's a web designer.
0: You're okay, not I'm, wrong. I'm going to admit <laughs> That one's not as bad as I was expecting.
2: Well, why? How do you know you could trust the uh, trust the Hulk? I
3: don't know,
2: because he's incredible.
3: <laughs>
2: I said that one wrong because he's credible. Because he's
3: credible.
1: Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. Well, hey, yesterday or the last two days working with the Jammers, I did learn what Han Solo what dessert he likes to get from over in the Morocco Pavilion. He oh, has no. Chewbaccava.
3: Chewbaccava. Darth Vader. I don't even know what to say to that I, I can't even. Well,
2: Darth Vader orders only one cannoli in Italy.
0: That's just bad. <laughs> you know that and My, the scary thing is that was not original. And and Zoe
2: hates it when I'm with the jammers because of the dad jokes. So
3: um yeah, you well, should go on to explain the jokes to her just to add to that to explain why it's funny. I don't know I just like to think I think when dad jokes land good or bad if you add an explanation of why it's funny that makes it even better.
2: I don't know why but the one that I that they tell during food and wine they told it last year and I laughed and I laughed at it again last two days was the critics review the meat sculpture rare medium. Well done. (laughs) And wait. Then he follows up with, I'm glad you laughed because he had a lot of steak telling that joke.
0: I have no beef with that. (laughs) Oh. uh, Oh, oh,
2: man. I don't know why that one gives me every time. It's like, okay, this is lame, but I'm laughing pretty good. I love it.
0: It was two thirds of a pun. P U. (laughs) (laughs)
2: Um, Check out the homepage, MightyMarvelGeeks.net. Uh, I think I am behind one episode, but it's okay. I will get it caught up. Um, this is last week's episode. What if Marvel fans zombies? Huh?
1: Mm-hmm.
2: That's what it, That's what a lot of the fans, uh, uh, based on our soapbox last week, a lot of Marvel fans are being zombies right now.
0: Well, no again, brains. Uh, again, a lot of these fans, they're the extent of their experience with Marvel has been the MCU right and that's and if, true and if they don't know about the the greater universe in the comic books I say universe but I really should say multiverse from all the you know the literally thousands of characters and thousands upon thousands of storylines. I'm beginning to sound like a, a budget Carl Sagan, you know, billions and it's billions, billions coming. <laughs> you know, it. I I don't agree with them. I think you know. It, I try to enlighten rather than than rag on them. Right. Okay, I do wreck a little bit, but it, it it's kind of like the. Bless your heart. You just don't know.
3: You you know, I I, I came across something this week where some people, fans, <laughs> I guess, uh, were going off because they didn't understand why we have to go and make Hulk a girl. Why does everything always have to be about women? I was just like.
2: I think we I think uh, we had this discussion when She-Hulk was announced.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Because that was announced like, the same
2: time as Thor, Love and Thunder, with the announcement of Jane Foster becoming Thor. Yeah. Oh, Now we're going to make Thor a girl. Well, considering the storyline that it's following, yes, this is the natural progression for the films.
0: I mean, so much of what is being explored in the MCU has... Roots in comic book stories. Yeah,
3: it, it does. I luckily somebody pointed out Savage She Hulk to this person, and of course there was silence. But these stories have a place that they come from. It's not, oh, let's just make up something and see where it goes. You know, right now to be fair, there is
0: a little bit of that going on. Uh, yeah, a bit. There is a bit of that going on. Like, say, when you when you cast, you know, a a an existing Marvel character, and I'm going to point out – I'm going to use Falcon and Winter Soldier as an example. Mm-hmm. I was going to go this direction. Harley Morgenthau mm-hmm. of the Flag Smashers. Mm-hmm. That was a gender swap. Yes, that was.
2: And, and that's fine.
0: I mean, it, I don't have an issue with that because – it was – it made – well, okay, not the act of gender swapping Carl Morgenthau to Carly Morgenthau, but the shift of the Flag Smashers as an organization yeah. mm-hmm. made it more relevant. Yes. Made and, it more and relevant to the MCU. It did.
3: I mean, there's uh, – I mean, that's something that people have to understand. Like some of these stories – have roots in like the late 60s, early 70s, heck, even the 80s. I mean, John Walker was introduced in the mid 80s. Right.
2: Yeah. But, but you know, we want to talk about other swap. Well, Nick Fury going from white to black. Sorry. Right. Name a white guy who could have pulled off Nick Fury outside of Des- David Hasselhoff, which I don't agree with. For the MCU to the level of. Samuel L. Jackson. Clint Eastwood. Uh, I have to say no. I mean, it's a great choice, but I don't think Clint Eastwood fits even in D.C. As much as I would love to see Clint Eastwood as old man Bruce for Batman Beyond, at this point in time, Michael Keaton's the best choice.
0: Yeah, right. Well, I mean, that's just who I would, but sometimes swapping the gender makes sense. Oh, yeah. Um, Or even if it doesn't quite make sense, Swapping the gender does not – what's the word I'm looking here for? As long Um, as it fits. It does not deactivate or invalidate. That's the word I'm looking for. It does not invalidate the character. Right. Um, Now, Marvel has not always hit the mark with that. You know, cough, cough, Tilda Swinton, cough, cough. Yeah. I mean, I get get the the logic that that they were saying they were going by when they finally – made a statement to that effect um, as to that decision.
2: I think that's the only decision we all as a collective between the three of us have said, all yes, great actress. And she did well. It should have been,
0: it should have been an Asian. It should have been an
2: Asian person. Asian female would have been better. Keep the female fine. But ancient one is stereotypically, you know, leaning more towards Asian persuasion, not not English, British Isles, Druid. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean,
0: I get they wanted to avoid stereotypes, but they outfoxed themselves and dove into, you know, another stereotype in the process.
2: Right. But yet, but, um, we get with Iron Fist, Danny Rand, and the world's an opera. Why didn't they cast an Asian guy for the role?
0: He Wait. was never meant to be
2: Asian. Exactly.
3: Right. Yeah. You know what I I do have
2: the, the Asian guy I do for have that.
3: Have a name? Huh?
2: I was gonna say the Asian guy for that role is called Shang Chi.
3: Exactly. I do have somebody to throw out if they wanted to introduce a white Nick Fury. All right? Just a thought. Stephen Lang.
2: I don't recognize the name.
3: Um,
0: let me see. Hold on. Okay. While you're while you're looking that up, here's an idea. Oh. Saying I blanked on it, um, Hugh Laurie. Oh, that's Fury. Why not? He can do an American accent. He did it on House. Right, right. It's that same intensity. He could bring that intensity to Fury. Yeah. Now is he action material?
2: No. Okay. Let me pose this. I mean this. I'm just now thinking of this person
1: mm-hmm. and
2: I'm going based on another movie where he was kind of in this role, but it had a little bit more comedic, but I think he could be more serious with it.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Barry Bostwick. It's,
0: I can kind of see
2: that. And I'm basing it on uh mega force.
3: <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. I w- I would give you that. Cause I was thinking about mega force too.
0: Now I was also thinking Pierce Brosnan but I don't Oh, I don't know if that, I, I don't know how well he can play an American. Right.
2: Okay. Well, I uh, would've
0: said Brendan Fraser out of the mummy movies, but I don't think, I don't think he'd be up for that. I don't know that he could do it that well now.
2: What about Dan right. Craig? Since you're going the bond going from the bond room. Uh, the only other person problem is he can't switch the accent. Over to Amer. He he can't pull off an American accent, but I think he can make a great Fury it, if if we don't say he's American by immigrant parents, but kept yeah you know, had the accent. Mm-hmm. Jason Statham.
3: See, you know what? I kind of like that. Yeah,
2: Statham. I think could pull it off too. Okay, but I'm sorry, Samuel L. All Jackson. Right. I can't I can't unsee that. I mean, he's been perfect.
0: No, he has been. All right, here's yes. another thought that just hit my head. Hmm. Bruce Willis. No, you don't think you don't think that Bruce Willis could pull off Nick Fury. He could.
2: This is more. I don't want to see him in the MCU because I've heard just how much of
0: a pain in in the box, how
2: how much of a hemorrhoid he is on set.
0: Right.
3: I mean, the thing is, he pulled off Joe Colton. Oh, yeah. if If you could pull off Joe Colton. You could pull off Fury. I, I like think. even if Fury doesn't have the, even if he doesn't necessarily have the classic Fury look.
2: I'm not worried about the classic Fury look. I'm thinking attitude and, and demeanor.
1: Right.
2: And I think he has it. It's just, he's got, re- for MCU, he's got to realize he's not, he's not in charge. And I think he did that in GI Joe retaliation. And yeah. that's why his Joe Colton was so wonderful. Yeah. But. It's,
0: it's almost a pity that Kurt Russell has already played a character yeah. in the MCU. oh Kurt Russell Kurt, could definitely do it.
2: Snake Blitzer. Kurt
0: Russell
3: would have been a perfect yes. fury. Yes.
2: Snake Blitz. There you go. Wait, Colin uh Colin Farrell. He was you know uh
3: what?
2: he was bullseye in the original Daredevil yeah. film. Yeah I, of course with the new Blade Runner, yeah the Blade Runner remake. I mean he would be great too. Possibly. Oh, okay. I say that and I I totally changed my mind. And he could pull Uh, this this gentleman I'm about to mention can pull off an amazing American accent, Carl Urban. Dude, that's it. That's it. it. There he is. That's it. Right there. There, there's Uh,
0: again, though, it's a pity that he's already played a character.
2: Yeah, true.
0: I mean, granted, that character's dead now. So that kind of frees him up.
2: Yeah. I'm just saying, if if they were to do back at the time, when they did all the well, casting,
0: a multiversal Nick Fury, you could, you, well, you, if you're you going to do a multiversal
2: a Nick Fury, you're bringing back Hasselhoff potentially, or I would even go as far as maybe even bringing in uh Dolph Lugger.
0: Uh, and I say, I don't
2: multiverse, I don't multiverse.
0: Well, oh, I don't know. I just, I can't get the sight of him as he man out of my head.
2: Hmm. I was thinking performance of Punisher.
0: Well, yeah. I mean, he was pretty good as Punisher.
2: Yeah. It's just and the movie stunk. Yeah. That movie stunk.
0: Right. But, uh, so you listening at home, who would you cast as the original white guy, Nick Fury for, for lack of a better, hit, a us, better up, way?
2: hit us up on Twitter at my, at Marvel geeks or email us at mighty Marvel geeks at dot com.
0: Right. So we would love to hear your fan cast for classic Nick yes. as a multi-person. Mm-hmm. Because I will I will fight you on trying to replace Samuel L. Jackson as Nick Fury. Right. In the MCU. This,
2: this, was, this is if they kept Nick Fury white, who would be your casting? So we're going back to My, 2008, 2010-ish when he first definitely. appears?
0: Well... The one from the comics.
2: No, 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 no. no I'm For just, the I'm MCU, not Samuel L. Jackson started what? With Iron Man? Iron yes.
3: Man, yeah.
2: Or or no. Was he Iron Man or was it Incredible Hulk Ed Norton?
3: No, Iron Man. Iron Man was first. Yeah. That's
2: right. Iron Man then went Incredible Hulk. So, okay, 2000, 2007, we are okay. casting Nick Fury and the decision from at the time, creative committee is we're gonna keep him white. Who's your fan cast of Nick Fury if they kept Fury with the comics of being white before the change to Samuel L. Jackson?
0: Alternatively.
2: Al- alternative pick if he, if he was white.
0: If he was it let's let's just call this because I know we're gonna get a lot of hate mail. You're trying to whitewash Nick Fury. Well okay. no, no, not no. But Any, if we do wh- it as a multiversal Nick Fury
2: let's, okay well let's pick let's, let's it up even more it, not you can't pick Samuel L. Jackson and we're gonna take him off the table thus taking that race off the table any other race Hispanic white Asian Norwegian whatever who's your fan cast
0: you know if you are if you're opening the door to Latinos yeah I'm going Antonio Banderas. Oh, dude.
3: oh, ooh.
0: oh, oh! Uh, ah, see, can I, I get an Amen. I'll, oh, oh, I oh. um.
2: See, I almost want to uh, counter that with Danny Trejo.
3: No, no, Danny Trejo is dumb, dumb. Oh,
2: oh.
3: Oh yes. Oh yes.
0: Okay, this conversation <laughs> just got so much better. Man, my, 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 I got goosebumps right now. Um,
2: and there's yeah okay.
0: I mean, I mean Danny Trejo as Dum Dum Dugan. Yes, absolutely. Now can you picture him in that little bowler hat? Yes. Okay. I could totally do it. I I
3: mean he's yeah. got the look. really he has the look and the build. I'm 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 done. I. I wow. All
2: right. Then I want to say I'll give you the actor cast him in the cast him in a MCU role. Cheech Marin. Uh
0: El Magico.
3: <laughs> you took it from me. Oh. You
0: took it from me. Yes.
3: Uh, uh yeah, El, El Magico, you're right. There you go. El Magico needs to show up in um in the Multiverse of Madness. He really does. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I really would It really should be it really should be a what the last name is Guzman. Um Dang, can't think of his name. He was, uh, he was in, um, The Count of Monte Cristo. Louis Guzman. Man, just... Yes, cause if if you look at if you look at Luis Guzman and you look at El Ma- uh, 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 Professor Magico. Yeah. They, they but you know what? If you if you throw in Cheech Marin out there, Cheech Marin, I, I will be good with Cheech Marin as Professor Magico, and we need to see him. And the Multiverse of Madness.
2: I want to see Tommy Chong as to Frogman.
0: We need to see him in a season two of Defenders.
3: Yeah. Oh,
0: going off on Doctor Strange
3: talking about what a quack he is.
2: Okay. <laughs> exactly. Now, <laughs> exactly. Lewis got Guzman as yes. Frogman.
3: Oh,
0: dang, dude. <laughs> what is this with you and Frogman? I mean... I, I don't know. <laughs> I, you know, I've not seen a fog a frog thing this strong since Doc Hopper. You know oh.
2: I, I, and this conversation is getting very riveting.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh no. <laughs> well, I think we probably better hop to it and get on to some other subjects yeah. because we are we're gonna we're gonna sidebar this to death.
1: Well, we are <laughs> Speaking of
2: other topics, I, oh gosh. Gentlemen, um, I'm going to first start us off with something, our good friend, or I want to say he's a good friend until we can actually get him on the show. Then he'd be a great friend. Um, Clark Gregg is standing behind the fact that Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is MCU canon.
0: Well, he should.
2: A lot of Marvel fans. This is coming from comicbook.com. A lot of Marvel fans were delighted to see Phil Coulson make an appearance during uh, What If this season? Hashtag Steve, Steve, Steve. I heart Steve 0704. Sorry, that's his password. Uh, So Greg appeared on Marvel Movie Minute. Uh, Who puts that out? It's not us. No. Is it? Okay. It's an independent show. I don't know if they're tied in with anyone.
0: So that's hope.
2: There is hope. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah,
0: she's Janet Van Dyne's daughter. (laughs)
2: Uh, okay. You owe
0: that. You put it slow and over the plate. I am swinging for the cheap seats. Well, I'm I'm trying to
2: figure out their numbering system. And if I'm looking at this right, uh, okay. This seems right. because it seems like they almost put out every day. They have over 2000 episodes. Okay. Um, I don't want to know when they started. Well, it, but but they do a show almost daily. Okay. Uh, actually, wait,
0: maybe that's not. good work if you can get it.
2: Maybe not. Maybe they do seasons. Cause all of a sudden, I'm seeing IH 97 Then it jumps to IH one hundred. Then one uh one fourteen. Then two thousand. Okay, so these are s- possibly seasons. I don't know.
0: Okay.
2: regardless, anyway, regardless. Um, if he appeared there, hey, I will reach out. I'll see if I can get him on our show. There and, you go. And we will mm. continue this conversation of, yes, Agents S.H.I.E.L.D. needs to be canon. It should be. Because it is canon through a good chunk of it. And then the time jump occurs. And who's to say what? the time jump doesn't tie in to, can't tie in now to Loki with the killing of
0: the one who remains.
2: The one who remains. And well, then the final two episodes, and then the final two seasons are in multiverse, and that's where the multiverse
0: starts. Right. Here's the thing: like several other things in the Marvel cinematic universe, Agents of Shield kind of pioneered alternate realities. Yep. Yeah. I mean, did it, you know it did it with the with the framework? That's yep. the most memorable.
2: They did it by showing us the original shield uniforms.
0: True. I'm just saying they, they laid groundwork for so much that we have seen picked up and they pick the other, (laughs) others pick up the ball and run with it.
2: Right. Right. So, a lot of Shill fans are wondering if this is a sign that the company will formally welcome all those elements back under the movie umbrella proper.
0: Well, now we don't have to worry about Feige and, oh Lord, what was his the, name? Uh,
2: well, basically, the creative committee is where Feige was having the issues. I, I know who you're talking about. He was the head of the creative committee. Wasn't Loeb? No, it wasn't Loeb. Okay. It was someone else who really wasn't that involved. He was just a, an executive. Oh, yeah. Now
0: you're gonna make me look, mm-hmm. <laughs> but you get the idea. Now, if we could get Agents of Shield back into "quote unquote" panic, assuming you know, assuming we we differ from from Clark Gregg saying you know that that it always was, th- it, those are some great characters that we could bring back that we could Aww. get into. Lord, we could do an entire "What If" season just with Agents of Shield characters. You could. I mean, up until the time jump, it was solidly yes,
3: right. MCU. I mean, mm-hmm. even uh, you had the you, you had Thanos' wheels appearing.
2: Yep. Uh huh. <sighs>
3: You know, then all of a sudden it kind of goes off in the other direction, which was fine. Okay, but, here, um, Here's
2: what I found about the, the com- committee. This committee partially consisted of Marvel Comics writer Brian Michael Bendis, formal, former editor-in-chief Joe Quesada, Marvel Comics publisher Dan Buckley, and president of Marvel Entertainment Alan Fine. I don't think they had a problem with what Feige was doing. The issue was Ike Perlmutter.
0: That's him. Yes,
2: and he was the roadblock.
3: Yeah, but yeah. And, uh, but he didn't even have anything directly to do with, and like, uh, cause he was roadblocked uh, uh, to um, Black Panther and uh, Captain Marvel. Right, that was that no, guy.
2: Yeah. Well, here here's a. I, I think I may have my partial answer to excuse me why with Marvel Legends how oh Marvels Frogman Marvels. Iron Man, Marvel's Iron Fist, Luke Cage, whatever. And then, oh, Marvel something in no name for a female character. You had to sit there and guess who it was. Mm-hmm. According to this article from Collider, or Collider uh, in August of 2015, Feige successfully managed to reorganize the structure of Marvel Studios so he no longer reported to Marvel. Marvel CEO Ike Perlmutter who served as a roadblock for years. Perlmutter comes from the toy world. And as An example of authority the authority he wielded is the reason there were few Black Widow toys. Perlmutter argued that girl toys do not sell. They don't sell if you don't market them. They don't sell if you don't put out quality product to, or quality content to back it up. Cuz let's look at all the Black Widow toys that came out Last year, before Black Widow was even released, and the sales were good. Mind you, pandemic probably helped with that, but sales were good. There weren't a lot of Black Widow peg warmers out there of any of the Black Widow toys.
0: But now, if you bring in, if you bring Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. back in, mm-hmm. you could have Agent May toys. Mm-hmm. Yep. Quake. wake, Yo-Yo. Uh- I kept' I, I, I was kept trying to to call her um, Sky Yo-yo mm-hmm. uh, Maria Hill mm-hmm. but then again she was already in the Avengers universe so you could have that but again the main reason well the main character I want to see come back is Deathlock. Yes I mean deathlock that is such a great story. It is such a great story. It's about, you know, he's really a tragic character who, you know, he's not motivated to, you know, for power or glory or a body count or riches or anything. He's just trying to be a dad. Right. right. He's, he's just, he's trying to, to raise his son, Ace, and, you know, he hurts his back. So what do you do? when you know you need a paycheck but you know nobody's going to hire you
1: mm-hmm.
0: right. an extremist says well you know hey here's you know hey we, we could help you with that so what do you do you go with that right yep. and you get saved from a, a kablooey fate which is great so now you're you're a superhuman you get blown up you get rebuilt with bionics i mean this is this is a great character that has really just been languishing. Right. And I understand that with the sheer number of characters that are out there for the MCU to play with, not every character is going to get utilized as much as they should, perhaps. Because, you know, Graviton, where has he been? You know, season, uh, season one of AOS, he's been in a box. Mm-hmm. True. With, yeah, with... Um, uh, with Bill Paxton's character, he was. I keep wanting to call him Hudson. I know that's not it, but the character that he played on the show was part of a larger organization in the comics called Zodiac.
3: Mm-hmm. I was so hoping for more I was of that. that, too. And that when then we could get, uh,
0: well, let me ask Whoa.
2: this, let me ask this question if, mm-hmm. if Paxton didn't die, do you think we would have seen, um, Dalton's character be more Zodiac than Go Hydra, and that they would have introduced Zodiac.
3: No, no, so. unless they decided to play with the whole Nick Fury has a brother because uh, that would have been Scorpio, wasn't it? Yeah, Sorry. Scorpio, Scorpius, take a Scorpio, Scorp- but Scorpio, yeah, Scorpio, <laughs>
2: um, John Garrett,
3: Garrett, yeah, yeah.
2: And his brother, James Paxton, played the clairvoyant.
0: That's right. Okay. Yeah. Hey, bro, I get to kill you on TV. Mm.
2: (laughs) So, um, you know, we talked about this leading up to this issue about a new idea. And we're going to try it out tonight. We're going to now head into our recap of what if. uh, And it it was what? What if Killmonger rescued Tony Stark?
1: Yes, Mm -hmm. that is the
2: episode. So we're going to do our takeaways, and they're going to the be studio takeaways. They are our
0: fantastic four
2: takeaways. So each one of us is going to have four takeaways from the show instead of trying to recap. But just in case,
1: oh, spoiler alert!
2: Yes, I did get that program down to my mixcast. <laughs> okay. I also had this one too.
0: Spoiler alert! Yay! I'm sure Zed's going to love you for that
2: that uh she plays that one when we do adventures and geek that's her go-to one and i want to say that that drop is nine years old Mm -hmm. she was either three or four there you go when we did that maybe two i don't remember okay i don't remember anyway so this was just
0: an idea for like something different just uh yeah because you know we tend to tangent and
2: so this is a Since this was Eric's idea, Eric, this week, you're going to start us off. What was your first takeaway from the show?
0: Okay, my first takeaway from the show is the replacement voice talent that is filling in throughout the entire series. Mm -hmm. Um, They're good voice talent, but the fact that you can tell they're not the original talent Mm -hmm. just makes me appreciate the original talents casting even more As one of the fundamental strengths of the MCU.
2: Yeah. Mm -hmm.
0: Case in point, Tony Stark was not not voiced by Robert Downey Jr. That's quite obvious, Had some good mannerisms, had the character down pretty well, but it wasn't RDJ. No. No. Okay. So that's my first Fantastic Four takeaway. Kylan, your first takeaway.
3: My first takeaway is... Killmonger ultimately, you know, replaces Rhodey, Pepper and Happy, you know, uh, and just by his presence and actually proves to be more dangerous in in this world than he was in um, Black Panther. Okay. Yeah.
2: For me, one of my first takeaways was when... Killmonger resents the idea for his drones. thus replacing the hammer drone client line.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And Tony goes, wow, very Gundam esque.
0: Mm-hmm. I love that they referenced Gundam. yes.
2: And, because... and, and even then, you know, stripping it down, we still get a little Gundam, little hammer and a little start. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then to find out that these aren't Killmonger's drones, they just the whole MIT thesis and all that. These are actually Claws drones.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: So Eric, number two.
0: My second one is actually going to play off of yours um, just a little bit because I know there are so many episodes so far that we want to see this. We want to see a part two, a sequel to Yeah. Mm-hmm. this one. This one, I definitely want to, uh, so, if and when a part two to this is made, maybe in season two, maybe down the line further than that, my my question is, could we possibly see Pepper seek revenge slash justice for Tony wearing a Hulkbuster-style mech suit based on the Liberator drones, but vastly plussed up by Shuri? <laughs> Wow. So almost because they, so are, almost they a, are teaming up at the end mm-hmm. of this. So
2: almost a Hulkbuster style rescue suit. Yes.
0: Based Ooh. on you know, a, a very Gundam esque Hulkbuster rescue suit. Or uh, a Hulkbuster war machine? No. Oh,
3: there you go. Yeah. I, I, I'm just saying because. Yeah, but I don't see
2: I, I, I don't I mean, see Pepper going that way. But I can see her wears like a Hulk, she, a Hulkbuster version of the Freedom Suit from from Gundam.
0: I, well, possibly, but I think that this version of Pepper would definitely be more towards War Machine.
3: Yeah, yeah. I mean, because so the only reason why she ended up with and rescue with rescue was that you know, at least in that world or in the world that we know. It, 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 no, somebody needed an armor that was definitely more defensive than tactical, uh, and, and it fit that particular pepper. This pepper has lost everyone. Tony well, has lost everyone, so yeah. so she's driven by revenge. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know,
2: uh, Kylan, your second takeaway
3: uh, that. Tony, so my number two, rather, is that Tony's journey in this story only results in him ultimately being alone Uh, because he I don't think he does it purposefully, but it seems that the that Killmonger's presence basically pulls him away from Pepper and happy doesn't have as nearly as big a role and i i'm not even sure if there's even as as much of a friendship there's no no reason anyway for as much of a friendship with Roadie.
2: yeah well he he went from having his military liaisons to his savior who's part of a secretive seal team right that that that's a special group within seals quote unquote Mm-hmm. So, um, my second takeaway was the 10 rings reference.
3: Yes. Yeah. Yeah.
2: So hopefully yeah. that wasn't one of y'all's takeaways that I just spoiled.
3: No, um, no,
2: but no. it's the whole, the, the whole 10 rings reference of, you know we first meet Killmonger and it's like yeah we we you know when you get out of here the 10 rings are moving in and then um, when they fire Obadiah it's because he was paying into the 10 rings and the assassination plot was from Obadiah hiring the 10 rings and there was all the and then come find out you know it makes you wonder Well, is Killmonger possibly working with the Ten Rings as
3: well?
0: I think Killmonger was working with anyone and everyone who would get him closer to his own personal goal. Oh, yeah. Right. (laughs) Was on Killmonger's side.
2: Yeah, but I I also looked at this, too, of, to tie in the name of the show, what if Killmonger joined the Ten Rings to use it to get claim of the throne of Wakanda rightful, you know, his rightful place back in Wakanda to merge Wakanda in the 10 rings together.
0: I don't honestly, I'm not going to discount that possibility because that is.
2: I I understand it's a stretch and it ties in to the stretch that what if gives, but what if,
0: yeah, the vibe that I got from, from that, this episode was that, Ten rings were merely merely just a means to an end.
2: Yeah, well, that, yeah, that's, I, that's fine. I mean, I do have crazy thoughts, and sometimes they're not well, the best. It's,
0: you know, ten rings and Wakandans. Just imagine a Black Panther with the ten rings. Oh my gosh! Yeah, I mean so that's that is a very scary what if that you propose,
2: or or even. You know, Black Panther fighting alongside, um, quote unquote, what we'll say, the Mandarin, mm-hmm. Shang-Chi's father, mm-hmm. fighting side by side. And, and now bringing the two, bringing the Wakanda technology to the Ten Rings, which RA has now advanced technology on their own and merging
3: the two together.
0: I would not say it's, it's a merge so much as it is. That's going to be a fight for control.
3: That yeah, that's what's ultimately going to happen. Ultimately,
2: because, you will yeah, I, I agree with that.
3: Uh, because I, I could I, I could see uh Killmonger Black Panther um proposing this to the t- to the Ten Rings, and you know and the Ten Rings are like yeah yeah okay yeah we'll do this, but ultimately their goal is to take over everything. Obviously, uh Killmonger's goal is to ultimately take over everything. Um. Now, the two of them would be willing to split the battlefield and take over what they're basically clear to field together. But then what's going to happen at the end is
0: the two of them taking each other out. Yeah, it's going to be a race to see who stabs who in the back first. Mm -hmm. But I can see that. But
2: until that point, until it comes down to where it's just them. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That could be one one heck of a force to be dealing with yeah and, and they, you would never yes. know that you're you're dealing with both of them at the same time mm-hmm. especially I mean, with the, the, the way killmonger over, huh? Huh, look at the way killmonger played everyone yeah and if that's part of the yeah. gimmick of you know hey we're gonna i'm gonna continue to play everyone so you can work your way in and you now there's gonna be some casualties because i gotta make it look like we're fighting back and we're winning but overall we're gonna be turning on everyone
1: yeah
2: Hmm. So, um, Eric, back to you, number three, because you you took one of my you took my pepper sherry takeaway. I'm sorry. No, no, it just means we're thinking alike.
0: Well, well there you go. I I knew this was going to happen eventually. We'd get we'd hit on similar things. But, it's, uh
2: that's just the way we are. Yeah. So yeah, okay. my my second is the Ten Rings reference. So we're on number three.
0: Okay, my third is this episode shows us what is. Essentially the future of modern warfare with robotic soldier drones. Mm -hmm. I mean, we have drones in combat now, but they're like vehicular drones. Right. Right. Not humanoid soldier drones. But that is it's inevitable. Right. It's coming. You they have dog drones now. Yeah. They have mules that you know come along behind, you know, that like carry the heavy stuff. So on and so forth. So that is a that is a pretty much inevitable outcome of what modern warfare is going to be like. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, it also exposes that future's most glaring weakness. Mm-hmm. Because if you are relying on drones, the line of communication slash control between you and in the bunker versus the drone in the field, that is the weak link. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there you go. It's it's a little off the MCU, but it right. That's the, mm-hmm. right. So
2: Kylan, your third takeaway. Uh
3: That G- General Ross seems to be easily manipulated in this episode. Like he he just bought what. No, Killmonger was selling hook, line, and sinker. And you know, it was um I I was kind of surprised by that considering how suspicious he is of everything. But also I do know that Killmonger knows how to get you where where you live. Yeah. And so, you know him offering up him putting wakanda uh, up on offer yeah you know, i you know ross couldn't say no to that but at the same time you would i i just kind of thought that he would been a little more cautious but he wasn't I, I, that that was something that kind of surprised me uh for this particular
0: episode well he's a us soldier yeah sure. a highly decorated one mm mm-hmm. mhm I, I I don't want to say that Ross is a stupid individual because he's not but he does have a blind spot or two or several <laughs> and, and plus I mean if you put your hand in a crocodile's mouth a crocodile is going to bite you right it's it is it, they're not being malicious it's what they do yeah right well, and
2: when, when Ross'
0: The same way.
2: When it comes to Ross, he's like a box of chocolates. There's always bites taken out of the coconut ones left behind. (laughs) Okay. No one likes the coconut (laughs) one. Coconut ones.
3: He's not wrong. No, he's (laughs) not
0: wrong.
2: Well, you thought life is like a box of chocolates, you never know what you're gonna get.
0: Well, there is that. Yeah, that there is that line that's been used once or twice.
2: Mm Right. So Helen, you got your number thir- three correct.
3: Yes. Okay. Yeah, that was my yeah, number yeah, three. My mine was Ross being uh, manipulated. Jarvis, by cam.
0: That's oh, yeah. A really good. That's a really good take. Which is something that I mean, I laughed at never play Clue with Jarvis because he sees everything. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's that's a very good point.
2: I I I dug that one. I was like, uh, uh, oh, they. No, they attacked Rhodey and killed him. Uh, yeah, no, Jarvis saw everything. hmm And here it is to play back. So
0: Jarvis, I think we kind of gloss over Jarvis as a basically a an AI butler. Yeah. Because he was that's what he was in the comics or or still is. Uh, he was the butler, and yep. of course we mm-hmm. had Edward Jarvis in Agent Carter. Yep. But yeah, he actually, Jarvis could, in the hands of the right writer, in the, the right situation. And, and Ultron kind of, kind of shed light on that. But you've got an AI that can basically get into anything. Mm-hmm. It, you definitely want that AI on your side.
2: Yeah. Exactly. And, it, and at that point, too, it still makes you wonder. how much did Tony have that thought of distrust of Killmonger to have Jarvis spy on the situation, not just to protect the goods and make sure they're getting vibranium and protecting a purchase, but still there's that. No, something says in the back of my head, don't trust Killmonger all the way, even though I Mm -hmm. I enjoy playing with them and And our our play dates are quite fun and we build great Gundam drones.
0: And it kind of makes you wonder, you know, because when Tony was killed, you know Jarvis's footage was scrubbed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. there's got to be backups.
3: Oh, there has to be somewhere.
0: <laughs> he he's a spy. His backups have backups.
3: Yeah. <laughs> hmm.
2: Too bad I can't play that drop at the moment. Yeah, there you go. Mm-hmm. Um, Eric, your final takeaway.
0: Okay, I'm saving what I consider my best takeaway for last. In episode six. Killmonger is the Loki we should have gotten in the Loki series on Disney Plus. Oh,
3: Ooh. hold on,
2: hold on, that deserves.
0: I mean that that is the kind of Loki I was expecting. Right. That is the kind of Loki we did not get. No.
2: That that is oh yeah yeah.
0: Dude, you're not wrong. Good, good I one. mean, good one. he was, as as I said earlier tonight, he's on his side and he will play every angle, every faction against each other to further his own goal. Mm-hmm.
2: As Oprah will say, he's on your side. He's on your side. He's on your side. He He's on everyone's side and he's on no one's side.
0: And most people... Think he's your best friend. Right. In in the eyes of many, he's a hero. Right.
2: Yeah, but you know what Tina Turner said.
0: Yeah, we don't need another Another hero. hero. Just get beyond (laughs) Thunderdome. (laughs) (laughs) So, Kyle. Yeah, there I said it.
3: Uh, So, my last one is that after three episodes of pretty harsh uh endings, I guess you want to call it, or conclusions. We actually we actually get a happy, hopeful, I'll say a hopeful ending for one. Um, yeah, yeah, I mean because in in spite of everything that you know that's happened, you have at this point, two of the smartest people in the MCU getting together uh to address um, uh, a huge problem. Pretty much uh, an international problem, if you think about it. So, because it's almost like he's determined to, at this point, not necessarily just open Wakanda up to the world, but to also pull them into a war. He wants to conquer. Mm-hmm. He... he- you know, it, it's like he he's playing Risk, and he has loaded up every you know, all of his resources within the one country,
1: uh-huh.
3: and he's gonna start exploring out. And once he gets one country, he's gonna start turning in cards, and one country's gonna turn to two, and two's gonna be four, and before you know it. Mm-hmm yeah he's got three quarters of the board, and then mm-hmm. all you got is North America. So what are you gonna do? I actually more like seven eighths of the board
0: and you got North America.' Mm-hmm. I, I, I'm there with you. I mean he's he wants he wants the world. that's what that's his vision of expansion into mm-hmm. you know sharing Wakanda with the world. well, if if you're under Wakanda's boot, that's sharing. And I mean, it's it's only a matter of time before he stabs T'Chaka in the back. Oh yeah, oh yeah, that's that's going to happen. That's a given. Yeah, and and, and I'm just going to call this the reason I want to see a part two to this is because I want to see Killmonger get his butt beat. Yes,
3: I mean, <laughs> I mean, th- does he get his butt beat from Shuri? I, I, I it, it would have to be Shuri. Yeah. Uh, Shuri and Pepper. Yes,
2: my final takeaway, and I wish we saw this in Black Panther. I'm glad we get to see it here when Killmonger says that the U.S. is coming with the drones, and T'Chaka turns to Queen Ramonda and says, "General, yeah, what? Well, come yeah. find out that she's also the head of the Dora Milaje, and that was pretty cool. And she was."
0: She was not just a ceremonial head of the Dora Malachi either. No, 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 no.
2: Um, she, what What's the best way to paraphrase Pipers, Roddy Piper's best movie lines. I'm here to kick butt and chew bubble gum and I'm all out of bubble gum.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: She kept going from drone to drone looking for bubble gum, folks.
1: <laughs> yeah. Sh- yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I, whi- I wish yeah. we were able to see that especially with angela bassett i would love to have seen that in the films
3: i mean because angela bassett can do action now, did you have you seen gunpowder milkshake
2: oh yeah i would like
3: no joke
2: i hope we get to see her do some of that in black panther too
3: oh yes yeah so. and who knows this may be kind of opening that up a little bit I, I hope so maybe fight training for
0: shuri
2: Absolutely, uh, possibly. But I think she's already a fighter. I think she's already been doing some training with the Dora Milaje.
0: Yeah, but she relies a little bit too much on her on, on her hat. gadgets. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. on t- yeah. So we see here we go. We see Shuri as the next Black Panther in the MCU. I think we could see it in the part two to this. Yes.
3: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely.
0: Yeah. So you see Black Panther Shuri. And Hulkbuster War Machine Pepper.
2: Yeah, but I hope we see it actually on, on the big screen.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I mean, I want to see it there too. But I'm just saying that would be a great team up. Yeah, Yes, it would. Because, you know, Killmonger killed the original Iron Man, the original War Machine, and the original Black Panther. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't it be poetic justice if their successors put an end to him?
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So... Let us know, again, MightyMarvelGeeks at gmail.com, at MarvelGeeks.com, or at my at MarvelGeeks on Twitter, your takeaways from this week's episode. What if Killmonger rescues Tony Stark?
0: And do you like the Fantastic Four takeaways format, or do you prefer the way that we used to do it? Hail Hydra. And if you're a secret Hydra agent, well, let us know that, too. I'm not a (laughs) schwafel. and And if you're a swaffle let us know
2: um just a few more quick stories i think we talked about it briefly last week marvel unlimited has a new look yes well it's that time they have changed up the uh, marvel unlimited plus membership kit so for 9.99 or for 99 dollars your first year uh you get a special perk uh well you, you get a, a special for the first time getting Marvel Unlimited Plus you I th- I'm assuming it's for the first year you join you get all the perks but you don't get the full kit but this year's kit is a limited edition Hasbro Marvel Legends Captain Kate Kitty Pride figure not available anywhere else and it has
0: like oh and it has a
2: dragon can't remember Lockheed. the dragon Lockheed.
0: the dragon is yes not Lockheed.
2: Uh, You get X-Men 2021 number one, Peach Momoko Polaris variant. You get Sinister War 2021 number one, Mark Aspinall variant, exclusive sword logo patch, An exclusive Spider-Gwen by Scotty Young pen. Now, some of the other thing. Now, that's just the kit. Perks of... Unlimited Plus, uh, you get extended digital benefits like ten percent off Marvel merchandise and more at shopdisney.com. Does me no good because being a cast member, I get a slightly better discount. Um, Plus, exclusive invites and access to select Marvel events at select conventions that Marvel appears at. That would be cool. Mm -hmm. So, like when they do the Marvel event at San Diego Comic Con, uh, you have supposedly you're supposed to have access automatically or maybe it's c2e2 and new york comic-con they do special marvel unlimited plus events for members uh also too this year's is a spider-man centric kit a celebrations of the classic creators including stanley steve dicko and john romeda senior uh because this ties in with 60th his upcoming 60th anniversary of spider-man
1: wow
2: so um so yeah and then on top of that, uh, continuing with collectibles, the first episode of Marvel's What If is Hot Toys figures. So Hot Toys has introduced. This is coming from our friends over at the Pop Insider. Uh, these figures are available from pre-order now from from Sideshow for two thirty-five piece, and expect to ship January or March January sometime between January and March
1: twenty twenty-three.
2: Oh my! I oh. will wait on pre-ordering and wait. But these look great. For those who haven't checked Mm -hmm. it out, uh, you can now pre-order a Hot Toys figure inspired from the episode of uh, What If Peggy Carter Had Been the First Avenger. Uh, A one-sixth scale figure featuring Carter herself wearing her Captain Carter suit from the episode. Also includes the accessories uh, of the matching shield, her pistol, and her sword. Mm -hmm. Uh, Also two... um, while the details, while they're not available for pre-order yet, uh, the official images also feature figures of the Hydrostomper Stomper suit and Steve Rogers as they appear in this episode. And okay. it's unclear whether Steve and the Hydrostomper Stomper will be sold together or sold separately, uh, but you could join a wait-, wait list to find out more about the Hydrostomper. Stomper. And the, this looks cool. Give me a second, gentlemen. Here's a picture of the, uh, here's the article with the picture. I really... I really like this, but mm.
0: I do like the Hydra Stomper in this. Yes.
2: I I like this trio. I I like how Steve's got the the flight suit and it's just so baggy on him. Well, yeah. But, oh, that's.
0: They probably don't have child sizes in World (laughs) War II.
2: But for Hot Toys, this is definitely more Sideshow. Who owns Hot Toys? This is more Sideshow pricing than Hot Toys pricing. Yeah and that yeah that's just, oh yeah no, no
0: no it's definitely out of my price range but
2: it dang, is.
0: If good
2: yeah did we did we talk about the uh what if marvel legends figures back in july i think we did i, we did. I don't remember i'm looking at the picture we got the star lord zombie captain america captain carter uh zombie hunter spidey uh the doctor strange yeah uh, hot nebula (laughs) and then uh silvery from loki yeah and what is it wait oh yeah and each one the build a figure is uh creates the watcher yeah and then there will be an ultra figure um that is the hydra stomper nine inches tall (laughs) it's gonna be 53 bucks Yeah, but it looks gorgeous. And it Melissa, does. Melissa would kill me if I got it. What are you doing? Spending that much money? Uh, preparing my coffin. Thank you.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, I want to be big. Sweetheart. And then, um, uh, Marvel or Hasbro did another fan first this week with Mar with their latest Marvel drops. Um, so new. Marvel Legends figures, a uh, Marvel Legends series, Spider Armor Mark one. It's the black and gray or black and silver. Uh, Marvel Le- Legends series, Sk- scroll trooper pack, which this looks more like the scroll from, uh, the comics. There is a, mar- just for you, Eric, Marvel Legends series, Excalibur multi-pack. Ooh, Ooh
0: you have my attention, sir. 62.99,
2: three figures, mm-hmm. three figures is McGann, Megan, Shadowcat, Ganka. Megan, okay. Shadowcat and Captain Britain.
0: A Phoenix and Nightcrawler would have been so welcome in that group. This is this is the three pack.
2: And with Shadowcat, she's got Lockheed as well.
0: Oh, nice. I, I do like the Captain Britain, the Captain Britain one, and the Megan. I like her.
2: I would have to do Captain Captain Britain with the goatee.
0: Yeah, not well, the clean shave. Well, the clean shaven's the one I remember. So. Um, from the early days of the comic.
2: Yeah. Uh, so to continue on, um, Marvel legends, Spider-Man, Ben Riley, which I love the look of this one. Uh, check these out at Hasbro pulse.com and choose, uh, go under brands and choose Marvel to see these. Um, the Ben Riley I really like because it's got the web shooter gauntlets around his wrist, yeah. uh, mm-hmm. which I kind of like that look. Uh, And then from Secret Wars, we have the Marvel Legends symbiote Spider-Man. This looks kind of true to the Secret Wars. Uh, Marvel Legends series Hobgoblin, Hammerhead, Shocker, from the Eternals line, uh, Eternals Crow, Sprite, Druid, Kingo, Fastos, Circe, Makari, Icarus, uh, and then also Shriek. Um, And I think that's all the new ones. Oh, wait, no. There's one more new one. There is... <clears throat> a marvel series shield agent trooper two pack yeah yeah get this find the find the nick fury build a fig put the helmets on each one of them because with these two you got the chrome goggles red goggles furies is a gold tinted goggle disregard the rest of the heads and there we have the intrepid trio there you go <laughs> there you go that'd be the one way of doing the intrepid trio you just don't see our faces because we're wearing our helmets
1: there well, you go
2: but these look great though they do A the classic look now i almost wish they would do these troopers in the retro collection the 9.99 retro collection
1: because
2: mm-hmm. i will buy three of them mm-hmm. and let the three of them represent us well there you go so and then probably buy more troop builds for something else <laughs> Um, so I, I really dig the sh- the the look of this shield agents that they have here with the classic. Yeah. Look. So. Yeah. Uh final thoughts guys.
0: I uh, I'm all thought it out. Yeah, I, I'm afraid I am too.
2: Well, I'll let one of you two answer this question.
1: All wrapped up here, sir. Will there be anything else?
3: Nope. Just time to go dark. <laughs>
1: As always, gentlemen, a great pleasure watching you work.